Hello and good morning and welcome. Well, not that you know that it's morning. I always do that. Anyway, it is morning, Wednesday, the 27th of January, 2021. Phil's Photography Journey podcast, episode 53. Today's episode titled Creativity Regardless. And I'll explain what that means shortly. Firstly, a bit of a rough night, actually. I had a, a migraine that came on yesterday evening around about the time Crystal Palace were being completely useless, uh, which was fairly soon into the game that they played last night, losing at home once again. And uh, and then I took some more tablets in the early hours of this morning and um, I, fellow migraine sufferers, you'll probably hear nod along with this, but yeah, it's, it's a nasty thing to get the odd migraine from time to time. And uh, I just decided that uh, I would rest in bed a bit longer today and uh, Sue got the tea and fed the cats and all that so it was really good so that was uh, that was my start to the 27th of Jan but creativity regardless is a bit of a theme for this episode as well as a, a few updates it's just the case of in the UK you know we're here, we're here in lockdown for, for who knows until when and I just decided that I would be as creative as I possibly could be both producing preparing to produce in terms of uh, work that I want to do in the future and obviously learning and keeping up to date with trends and things and you know online contacts and information because you know you can't just kind of only start when we're able to do so to lift when when the lockdown controls are lifted you know we really should be on top of this in advance of that so um as I say, I'll, I'll let it flow. I've got got my notes prepared for the uh, the episode. So the first one is a bit of an update to the firmware update. So on last week's episode, I talked about the firmware challenge that I had with uh, with Sony. Um, so in particular, this is updating the firmware on my new camera, and I just could not get it to apply. I tried everything, and I raised a support ticket with Sony because I felt it was that they needed to do some development. Um, between them, well, themselves and Apple, but I think it is down to the uh, the, the companies themselves. <coughs> excuse me, Sony in this case, to uh, develop what was needed to allow a firmware update to one of their products. And I put that to them in my support request and uh, filed it and sent it off, not knowing when I would uh, hear anything if at all. So I I had a reasonably productive day on Wednesday Wednesday morning did mum's usual trip to the uh, the doctors and I just kind of settled down it was just sort of gearing up to the key part of the inauguration ceremony which I found was uh, was interesting to watch got a phone call from a number I didn't recognize in Basingstoke in the UK and it was the Sony engineer responding to my uh, ticket request and it it wasn't a great line and <clears throat> the communication wasn't great but we got there in the end and he was well firstly earlier that day they had accepted my warranty request so that was a bit odd I didn't buy the product from new although it was like new um, they asked for information as to where I bought it I said this is where I bought it from they're a used dealer I bought it as used I know it's used um, I'm I'm just really registering the product to show the cert 
to Sony that I am the owner, current owner of that product with that serial number, and I want to be kept in in touch with any um, you know updates and things that they release. And that was it. So this guy made a point fairly on in the call that I actually got no warranty at all because it only happens for the first buyer. Fine. I explained to him why I was doing it. Anyway, we moved on from that piece. And uh, so he said, oh, well, what are you trying to do? So actually, while, it, while we're on the call and while I'm, I'm missing the inauguration, uh, I, I went through the steps to, to get the, or try and get the firmware update installed. And it was just really what I'd been doing. You know, you plug it in, you make sure you've got power on there and you might have to do a reset here. And then at one point I did a full factory reset on, on the camera. And uh, he said, oh, it could be a cable problem. We often hear there's a cable problem. And I think that's because some cheaper cables, they will actually provide a physical contact or connection between the camera and the computer, but they don't have the necessary strands or whatever it is to carry the key signals that are needed. And um, I said to him, well, I, I undid this cable it, the, the cable tie had never been untwisted from new. Again, this was bought as new. I read to him on the cable that it said Sony Corporation and the reference number of the cable and so on. And um, he said, oh, okay, well, maybe the cable's okay. So anyway, plugged it in, still nothing. Um, and then I said to him, so am I faced with a situation that I might have to sell this product because Sony can't support it and I buy a Canon or something? And he kind of laughed. I said, well, you know, what you're telling me is... Well, he did make a point of that they don't support firmware updates anyway. This is all down to the supplier. No, the customer. So it's kind of, well, why do you even develop them then? You know, I mean, it's just crazy nonsense went on on that phone call. And um, uh, so it was kind of left in the air. I just thought, well, I'll, I'll keep trying then, I guess. <clears throat> so later that evening... Uh, I decided to just to kind of do one more thing, which is something he suggested, as had been suggested online, which is to uh, to, to try a Windows PC. Well, I, I told him and others online, I, I, I can't do this. I can't just borrow someone's Windows PC. We're in a full lockdown. We've got a pandemic. We've got one of the worst records in the world. Um, and, and I found this guy online called Brian Smith. Now, Brian was warning ever since back in June... Uh, he's a very, very well-known photographer, award-winning photographer based in Florida, I think, Miami. Anyway, um, so he put on there that, uh, you know, don't don't rush into these updates to Big Sur. And I, I think I raised something on his forum and he, he came out really quickly and said, oh, did you see my post from June last year? And I said, yeah, but with respect, uh, I hadn't even bought the camera then. I, did, I wasn't a Sony customer at all then in any form of uh, recording media and so on. So... Um, getting back on track, <clears throat> excuse me. So, I um, I thought I thought about this, and I thought, well, why don't I try Parallels? Which, for those of you who don't know, with Parallels, you can download this software, and what it does is run Windows on a Mac as an app. So you've got a window, as in the application window. You would just start up the application called Parallels, and it's got Windows in it. It comes with a Windows 10 build. Not quite sure which flavour Windows 10, but I, it didn't really matter. I just needed to be on Windows. And it worked really well. So I'm on a trial, two-week trial. I, I don't honestly think I need to buy the full product, which is about £70. Um, might do in the future, but, you know, the trial, basically, uh, to cut a long story short, the trial worked because I downloaded Windows, downloaded then, obviously, the Windows version of the firmware update, connected the camera, it recognised it, it ran the update, I've now got the right firmware on my camera, hooray, and um, and I know that, you know, this is a problem where, 
somewhere along the line uh, they've not done the development work or someone somewhere has not done the development work so that on Big Sur uh, on a Mac you can get a firmware update for a Sony camera and this is um, from reading some of the comments and posts on these forums and on Brian Smith's site which is kind of his website plus a lot of kind of forum activity or comments um, this I think is a bit of a problem so so the update is um, I, I am now fully updated on firmware for all my cameras <coughs> and the Atomos Ninja uh, recorder and I you know it, the, the process is so much easier on on the Nikon and the Atomos because you put a formatted card into your computer you download the software onto that so it's the only item on there you connect it up and it just finds it and you might have to press a couple of buttons uh, but it will do the upload for you or the download or the application thereof and um, it, it, I don't know I, I guess looking back on it it didn't have to be this way um, but unfortunately for me it was but I got there the story ended well I might by the time they do another firmware update because obviously firmware updates don't happen that often generally um, maybe just maybe they've uh, they would have fixed it for Mac so I can use um, Big Sur I just knocked the table then sorry so yeah, so it wasn't wasn't great timing. I did kind of do a bit of a fast forward. I uh, thought the Lady Gaga singing was very good, and uh, Jennifer Lopez, and quite funny with Garth Brooks. Uh, I understand is a Republican, and he was sort of shaking hands with all the former presidents. Regardless, uh, that was quite funny. So um, yeah, I kind of saw that, and it 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 passed uh, sensibly, and as as these things should. So uh, we've now got the forty sixth president in place, Joe Biden, and. Um, Let's hope that's the start of the very long road towards some uh, calm being restored in um, in the United States. So one of the things we've been doing watching uh, on TV is called Spiral. Um, it's a BBC4 and Canal Plus, I think, uh, production from France. And we discovered this thing. I just saw it on BBC4, which is one of my favourite channels in the UK. And I saw that this um, about this crime drama, so French subtitles... Went on to IMDb, rated at eight and a half out of ten or something similar, and um, saw that it actually started in 2005. And I think the current season is po probably their last ever. And it's it's a fascinating tale. It's gritty. It's a bit gory in places. It's really in your face. Um, on on the one lens, you could see it as there's a lot of corruption going on in the judicial system and the police, and there's people covering their backsides and bending the rules beyond bending um but it's extremely watchable great pace good camera work good cinematography well done to the different directors of photography that they've used on it and uh, i think it, in some ways it's a bit of a kind of lesson in frailties and vulnerabilities that humans have but some very very good storylines um very watchable very engaging i know it's subtitled but you know a lot of things are and a lot of good things are actually so We've been really enjoying that. I think we've just now finished the third season. So the first two were eight episodes. And with this third one, initially we thought it'd be eight, but we thought, no, they, they can't finish this. Oh, maybe it's ten. Um, got to the end of ten. It ended up being twelve. I think the next five or six or something are twelve episodes long. And then the final season, the one that's just completed, um, and it's being shown, I think, now at the moment on BBC4, which is where I picked it up, uh, is... 10 episodes I think so anyway I recommend we recommend the Spiral on BBC 4 French production uh, so creativity regardless what does that mean well I 
this time of year it's quite flat if you look out the window but you know occasionally you do get some um, nuggets if you're prepared to set up and and uh, capture them so I decided to test out the time-lapse feature on my new Sony camera with the new firmware and uh, I set it up on Friday evening um, bit of cloud activity and with time lapses you can't always tell the cloud movements and kind of until afterwards um, and obviously some can be more dramatic than others where you've got the classic blue sky and the the white clouds almost being formed and growing and then reducing sometimes as they go past you so those are for the future I will get those done but we've got some nice mature trees at the end of the garden I was framing it or composing it to capture some of the just general trees as a, a bit of foreground interest and then if I got some cloud activity in the back it'd be a bonus I did a quick um, edit on this to get the speed that I wanted um, because otherwise it can be a bit of a slow watch so I think it was about 30 seconds got a soundtrack from good old Epidemic Sound who I really love got a great library uh, it still is the longest process to any video for me is picking the sound I've found that I've got really quick editing now um, learning shortcuts keyboard shortcuts but yeah the sound selection and it's important so it's not something you should scrimp on anyway so produce that put it on social media people loved it um, some really nice comments uh, so weirdly um, the following morning we had a kind of bit of a cold fresh frosty start so I set up and did a dawn one on the other side of the house where the sun rises uh, got some cloud movement added some music shared it kind of locally and on on the web as well or you know Facebook and Instagram kind of thing and a local WhatsApp group and again got some lovely comments and I thought well yeah I could keep doing that but it might get a bit boring so what I'm going to do is kind of and I started this a bit last year build a library of things that I can capture from the safety of the home um, but look at a montage so I did another bit of a test recording Monday morning and I, I was kind of happy with it but not so it was all right that's why I call it a test piece but it was some frost had formed on um, the glass top table in the garden and that in itself was a nice pattern the sun was on it and as the sun moved round, I managed to get the, the 25 minutes of recording where I got gone it when it went sorry from completely frosty to completely melted um, I may use that but at least I now know that's a composition so I might angle it differently I might focus it with a wider focus coverage uh, and again do a time lapse and I think I, I you know if I'm on my game here and bearing in mind we're not going anywhere at the moment through lockdown I should be able to put together some um, you know some options for having a kind of compilation of things that I can capture from um, you know from the comfort and safety of our home during uh, this lockdown period so I was very pleased yeah so dusk time lapse from the back of the house dawn time lapse from the front bit of frost melting uh, but the biggie was on Sunday when we had some snowfall so uh, it was weird because the weather suggested and was correct that the snow may not be long lived so I did some time lapse activity for the snow overall although that was kind of okay I mean it, it ran for the duration but I wasn't delighted with it um, but I did a mixture of uh, sort of tighter captures with my Nikon with the longer lens 70 to 200 lens and I, I wandered out under the carport and got some images from the, the street um, whilst the snow's coming down of course I'm sheltered because it's a carport and then I also did a number of options with the um, iPhone to get different uh, compositions front and back of the house low down high up 
and different speeds as well. Went for the uh, super slow mo, so again I could play around with those um, and edit them in time with the music. So, so that went on to um, onto YouTube. That's done quite well. Quite a high number of likes per watches that I've than I've seen before. And there's a great thing for those of you who have YouTube channels. There's a great thing whereby they tell you where there are dips in the in the watching performance. And there's a couple of bits where I left the clip on. And one was on a squirrel, and one was just on. I slowed down some. Um, the, the the snowfall started at standard speed and then slowed down during the clip as the iPhone does it. And I kind of fitted that to the music. And they were two kind of switch off points for some of the viewers of the video. So. It, if you use your analytics correctly, you can learn what works. And actually, it goes straight into the Steve Stockman book about making videos that don't suck. You know, the whole three to five seconds max is is a thing. When we watch TV programs, it's like that. Conversation between two people when you've got the close-up over shoulder. It's seconds. Sometimes it's it's almost fractions of a second. It's frame a frame count rather than even a second. So... I learned from that and I'll, and this is I feel that all of this is a learning exercise it's all part of my journey uh, things will work I will share some of the brief stuff I will just share, share on a social media basis and other stuff I'll put into uh, more of a YouTube uh, wrapper so this one was about 1 minute 50 something like that and um, and I showed the whole story so it was still a story I had a beginning and a middle and an end when it all kind of melted but um, it, it, it gives you some currency in terms of regular posting which is sort of an important part of the the whole uh, mixture recipe um, but it's practice and it's experience and all those good things so um, I was delighted with uh, with with getting that out there uh, and then yesterday a bit of a change in the weather so it's going from sort of the frosty coldy to wet and cloudy although I should still get my exercise in this morning um, yeah, so I did some file organisation, something I've been meaning to do for ages, and this lends itself to what I was talking about there, about the picking up clips from front and back of the house, building them into a compilation. So I wanted to organise everything that I captured so it was all categorised correctly and I could find it and use it. So I've been doing some work on that. It's been cool. Um, quite cathartic doing that, actually. And also, I something I've been meaning to do for a while, that the old London photos, some that my dad had taken and some old sort of family ones as well they were um they were all over the place and i've put them on my iCloud drive in a folder so I've, they're always with me when i've got my iCloud devices eg phone ipad etc because if i'm out and about and i get the opportunity i want to replicate the some of the pictures that dad took um in um in a few years or a few years ago 70s typically some of the local ones so it gives me an opportunity to just say right well what was the composition call them out on my phone and if that's if the phone is all I've got at the time, then that's what I'll capture the image on. And it, to be honest, it'll probably do as good a job as any in, in those situations. So, um, yeah, just, just little bits of organisation like that are really important and um, make you feel good that you've actually achieved something. And then the final thing I did yesterday was to draw up, and again, based on Steve's book, uh, draw up a shot list template. So shot list to use in film production. Um, and I started off by going onto Google, looking up templates that people have kind of shared on there as Google Images, taking what I felt were the most important bits for me and putting those into a um, a kind of a numbers, which is like the Excel version of um, on Mac. And I put the, the shot details together. So you typically put 
a scene number, a shot number, whether it, what the framing is, is it a medium, wide, close-up, extreme close-up, what the shot is all about and any notes that you might want to put alongside it. And I started to do that in a sequence of how I wanted to open it. Now, I'm very keen to also make sure I get the closure because one of the things in Steve's book was about start with the ending, you know, know how you're going to end a production, uh, how you're going to end the story. So I need to think about that. But I'm, this particular one I'm looking at at the moment is a journey through Surrey Street Market in Croydon. So it won't be a long video, but I want to pick up a lot of different things. There's a lot of history there. It goes back to the 13th century. So, you know, there's a lot of interest there. I think I just need to pick it out with, you know, the use of the camera on close-ups and stuff like that. And obviously this is going to be done once lockdown is, you know, lifted. So... Uh, so I was doing that thinking of a sequence and thought well actually I could get bogged down here because once I started to do that I was getting lots of ideas about shots that I wanted to make sure I had so I kind of did a, a TBA in terms of the sequencing and just captured loads of different shots that I wanted to, to include in the video and then as I say all I need to do now is come up with the ending so that was good and then while I was in a real admin day and I had the laptop on my lap I decided to do an updated business card template so I, I produced that yesterday uh, I'll probably sleep on it and may submit the order today um, gone for a fairly simple design because I wanted to make use of a QR code that I created so it's got my my rectangular logo at the top Phil Swallow photo video with a with a symbol it's got name sorry it's got phone number do you know what I don't think it's got name on there but it's kind of obvious isn't it Phil, if you are you going to have Phil Swallow photo video then Phil Swallow underneath? Mm, I may just leave that. I may literally just leave it as number, email, website, and the QR code will take you to the website anyway, which is really really cool. So um, yeah, that's that's uh, one of these kind of a bit of an admin day, but again, you feel good to get these things done. And to be honest, if you can't get them done in lockdown, then when can you get them done? So. Um, yeah, so rest of today, bits and pieces, bit of tidying up here and there. Uh, mum to the doctors because it's Wednesday, and um, thinking about how pre proactive and creative I can be going forward, because it is all about creativity regardless. So, conscious I've been talking very quickly today. It's probably watching the um, the spiral episodes on um, on TV because they oh they're on BBC iPlayer by the way, uh, because they uh, they do talk quite. Well, the French do talk quite quickly. Or we think they do. They might think we do. Uh, anyway, who knows? Lovely people. So uh, I'm going to sign off now. Thank you very much for listening, continuing to support the podcast. This is Phil's Photography Journey, episode 53. And I'll speak to you all again next week. Mm -hmm.